Hey, this is Chris and Rick Talk Guitars. That's Chris over there. Good morning to you. Good morning. Oh, we're doing our remote thing as we do. It's not our preference, but uh, hey, man, we're just trying to soldier on as uh, as the apocalypse uh, plays out in 2020, right? Exactly. How are you doing in West Seattle, too, by the way, man? You guys are kind of cut off because the West Seattle Bridge is... Yeah, we're we're like triple fucked over here. <laughs> no bridge, pandemic, blackberries. <laughs> Maybe that's kind of good that fewer people can come see you, right? To infect you. Yeah, I mean, I'm just I'm just hunkered down, laying low until this whole thing blows over. Nice. Well, one saving grace is your phasers, your phaser pedals, right? Oh, nice segue. I like that. <laughs> <laughs> that's got to bring you comfort. I mean, you know, uh, we're going to talk about phasers today. Uh, talk about a segue. Um, phase shifter guitar pedals, man. We love them, as I always do. I come late to the party. That's just my trademark, man. You know, shit's been around forever, and then I finally kind of pop on the bandwagon, and then I, it's new to me. It's kind of cool, because then at least it's new to me, and I'm psyched about it, and I'm jazzed. I'm not, anyway. I want you to talk about your phaser relationship, starting from when you were taught, and then also, uh, after you do that, tell the tell the listeners about your cool phaser collection because you do you've started to collect these things. You're probably going to have a million before you die. The phase shifter was one of my first effects pedals ever. When I was a little kid, and I went and I bought my first electric guitar. Um, the dude, the nice dude at the mom and pop shop, threw in a bright orange Ibanez Roto phase. So it was my first guitar pedal ever, so I'll always have a warm, fuzzy spot in my heart for the phase shifter. But one thing about the phase shifter that a lot of people may not know who took up guitar in the last 25 years or so, it was pretty much a must-have pedal for guitar players back in the 70s. Like having a tuner now, a lot of people didn't have a tuner, but they had phase shifters. I mean, session people, rock stars, you know, your little kid just taking up guitar they wanted to have a phaser. It was something that you had, it was a had to have pedal. It was very, very popular. And there were two that were affordable for your average guitar playing dude. Uh, the Electro Harmonic Small Stone and the MXR Phase 90. Those were like the Coke Pepsi choices of the 70s. And <laughs> both cool. Mine, I had an Ibanez, which I thought it sounded great. But then when I started to hear other phasers, it was just okay. And I got rid of it a long time ago. As you know, I'm an avid collector of old guitar player magazines from the 70s and 80s. And the interviews with all those session dudes and rock stars, they'll ask them, what do you have for pedals? And a lot of times they'll say, oh, I don't really use pedals. I like to go straight in, but I have a, a wah, an echo, and a phase shifter. I love that when they say they don't have any pedals and they rattle off half a dozen pedals. <laughs> I don't like pedals, but I have a half a dozen that I use all the time. So, yeah, everybody had a phase shifter. Yeah, and I remember that, too. I mean, it seemed like the the staple pedal of everybody. And, again, like, I think that's so cool that the dude threw in a, a phaser with your guitar purchase. I think that's freaking cool. My first phaser was uh, the, those wedge. Remember the silver wedge maestro phasers with the oh, big okay. knobs on the sides? Yeah, that was my first phaser. And uh, I didn't really dial it in or mess around with it enough to, to really appreciate it or understand it. But that was my first foray into phasers. And then, again... I didn't really touch phasers for a long, long time until just recently, until you and I were talking about them and listening to more phaser 
music and and as you do you you send me gear uh links all the time which i think is freaking awesome and so i found a small stone uh a vintage small stone plugged it in and i'm in love with that goddamn thing it's so cool and then of course i had to buy the phase 90 just a later model phase 90 and do the ab stuff the coke pepsi both are super cool i got i'm leaning towards the small stone because i can that there had that little switch where I can adjust the intensity of the the phase effect and and that's cool. But the phase ninety is cool in, in its own right too, um, as you know, right? But that's always on and it's always kind of at a certain level, you know, um, that I can't adjust. But it it sounds cool in its own right. Why don't you Why don't you tell the the great listeners out there about your little collection? Because uh, you've got you've got the Holy Grail phaser too, which is super cool. That is as, as big as most people's small pedal board. I started collecting phasers probably in the early 2000s, and I started with a New York reissue small stone, which is a good-sounding phaser. And then I got, what else do I have? Okay, I have a small stone. I have a vintage MXR phase 45. I have an Ibanez PT, whatever the hell it is. It's I think it's a PT. It's, it's the orange... 9 Series Ibanez Phase Shifter, and I have a, a cool 70s Univox Micro Phase with a foot graphic on it that's super cool. And as you mentioned, my personal Holy Grail Phase Shifter, which is the Maestro PS1A that a dear friend got for me. And that's my all-time favorite sounding phase shifter. I love the post you put on a blog about that phaser and the rush sounds that we all love and know from the 70s, uh, Alex Lifeson's guitar stuff. I think that's so cool. And it's cool to own that thing, probably. And just like you were saying, once you dial it in or just plug it in and, and hit the medium setting, you're like, oh, yeah, there we are. Yeah, that's what's so cool about that. It's got three rocker switches on it for you know a slow, medium, and fast speed. And as soon as I plugged in and hit the medium speed, there was all that Alex Lifeson phaser sound from those first three records right there. I'm like, he's using the middle setting. And it kind of ramps up, too. You have it on the slow setting, and you're playing, and you hit the faster setting. It'll ramp up just like an organ. It's super liquidy, and I hate to use words like organic, but that's the one thing... I can use to describe the difference between that and say the small stone is it's more warm and lush and organic. The cool thing about phasers is, and probably any effect, once you plug it in and just start playing, it causes you to think differently about your playing, you know, and these phasers that I have now are just have just kind of inspired me to like try to get other sounds that kind of replicate keyboard sounds or organ sounds or stuff like that. So that's been super fun for me. Uh, getting back into phasers is just kind of inspiring my playing in a different way and thinking about what I'm playing differently, you know. Totally. So you have the, as you mentioned, you have a phase nine and you have a small stone and you have the version one small stone. There were various versions. Yours is the first yeah. version. Um, and they're all a little bit different, the versions of the small stone. So what is your take on the differences between the small stone and the MXR or the Coke Pepsi challenge? What, what, <laughs> what do you experience when you, a, B, those two pedals. The small stone, again, like you said, I, I, I don't have any problem using those words. Organic, liquidy, um, just right when you plug it in and play through it, you, it's just pleasing. And and uh, on, on the default setting, I think it's default setting anyway. Uh, and then if you flick the switch, you get a more intense 
uh, effect sound, right? It intensifies the sound of the phase. And I love that about the small stone, that, that I have the ability to kind of select between two intensities of the effect. And again, just all the qualities you mentioned that are really pleasing about phasers is it's got that that small stone has it the phase 90 is cool in its own right it's just a more intense effect uh, for the phaser that you can't adjust right so if you want that phaser sound you know that's what you get you're, you're stuck with that and like you said when you crank the rate at a certain point it just becomes noise right it just becomes crazy oh yeah you know, sci-fi weird stuff or even not even usable right and the small stone i think i think it has a setting i think once you get up there it starts to tweak out but i think there's a little more headroom to get cooler sci-fi weird spacey sounds so the a b test i really lean towards the small stone just for those reasons the, the fact that i can adjust the intensity of the effect and then just just the sheer sound of 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 the phase in that pedal but i love them both you know for for their own characteristics but man i i definitely am a small stone convert now devotee you know yeah i agree i i find that the, the phase 90 seems to to handle like single note stuff a little better because the phase 90 adds a little bit of grit to your sound so like on the single note stuff i think it sticks out a little bit more the small stone is more round sounding so it's like it's great for chords really lush chords one thing that um, I don't know if you've experienced with the small stone, but there's a bunch of online chatter about the small stone has what a lot of people refer to as a volume drop when you engage it. And there's like a bunch of mods like Analog Man will do a mod and stuff like that. My experience is when you step on it, it you kind of do get a perceived volume loss. But what it sounds like to me is it's just like the, the nature of phasing kind of rounds things off a little bit so it's a little bit more bass in there so it's, it doesn't stick out as much so it's a little perceived drop in you know presence so i did on my reissue small stone i did the volume mod to check it out twice i did it the first time yeah. because i'm like oh i'm hearing this volume drop and i had the mod on there for like a year and then i heard an original again an original small stone i'm like this one sounds better so i took it off and then played it like that for a while. And then I got curious again and, and I redid the mod. And after doing it twice and putting it back twice, I decided I like it a lot better without the mod. What happens is you change you know, a couple of resistors and it does up the volume a bit, but you end up with too much bass. I mean, because it's, I don't think there's that much of a volume drop. I think it's just the nature of the signal when it's being phased sounds a little less, there's a less presence to it. So it seems like you're losing something. But it definitely, to my ear, sounds way better without the mod on there. So mine is back to original. Have you noticed like any sort of a volume drop with it when you're playing? It's funny that you mentioned that because we both talked about that prior to me really exploring the, the pedal. And I, I had a setup where I had a couple other pedals and then the phaser after it. And I did notice a, a big drop in volume. But then I switched the order of the pedals and I didn't notice. I, I noticed a, a different kind of a slight well an alteration but like you said when i really analyze it i think you're right i don't think it's so much a volume drop as just uh the tone being rounded off by the the effect and so yeah and but also the placement of that pedal really made a big difference and i put it in front of things and boy it's insane it just sounds so cool and uh and again like i said i 
I, I put it in front of my other pedals and my other board. And I didn't really notice much of a difference in volume at all. That's you know? really interesting that you brought that up because that's something I hadn't thought of. I prefer phasers in front. It's usually the first... It's usually the first pedal coming out of my tuner because I like the way they sound. They sound completely different if you have gain on the other side of them, like a fuzz or something. So I think maybe people that are complaining about a, the volume loss, maybe it is the placement of their phaser in there. Because, like I said, I can definitely hear with my phase shifter in front of any gain pedals and I step on it. It definitely, the, the sound presence changes a little bit but it's more like there's more it's a rounded signal there's more a little bit more bass and boosting the volume on that just makes it gets too much bass overall and loses its tone so that's pretty good i didn't think of that phasers are, are definitely fussy depending on where you put them and some people greatly prefer them with gain in front of them because it makes the whooshing sound just more gritty and kind of, it's a totally different experience on the other side of like a gain pedal so that could be part of it. So that's good. I didn't think of that. Yeah. Yeah. And um, I was really pleasantly surprised, though, too, because exactly like you were saying, because you, you were the one that mentioned it, because I sent you a picture of my setup. And you go, oh, we'll try it in front because that's the way I like it. And I said, oh, OK, cool. I'll try that. And sure enough, I, when I did it, I, I didn't notice uh, as as much of a drop. And then, like you said, I mean, I don't think it is so much a drop in volume as just a change in the sound of the guitar because it's being phased you know but yeah putting it in front made all the difference for me and it just oh my god that that pedal just sounds so freaking cool i i love the small stone and again it's made me really play a lot and and kind of just inspired me to play a bunch of different stuff that i probably wouldn't play if i wasn't playing through a phaser you know yeah i don't really have that many i always try to have one on my board and i always try to like work it into something somewhere and currently in the riff brokers there is one song that if I have one on my board, I'll use it on. But I, I really should try to get it in there more because there's definitely places where it fit. And it does. It adds an element that's that's really cool to it. It just like, you know, gives it the, your chords a little bit more of an organy kind of tone. And just for like things, anything soul based that has a little bit of a soul element to it, it just really sounds killer. I mean... These pedals were all over everything in the in the seventy. I mean, think about it. Like um, Waylon Jennings, he used one <laughs> all the time, and it sounds killer. I mean, the Clash, the Clash had them all over, you know, some of their records. So I mean, if you go back and listen, you you know, to anything from the seventies for very long, you're gonna find like Face Shifter popping out here and there because just about everybody had them. Yeah. Well, you you've been. I'll give you a plug. You've been recording some really cool instrumental stuff um with guitar and and uh you did one recently with the phaser and it just sounds so freaking cool um have you has it inspired you to because i know it's you're a funny guy too because you you love some of these pedals but you really normally like you're saying like when you play in your band context you don't really use them but like when you're dicking around or when you're recording you bring these pedals out. So I, I'm just curious to know kind of what your mindset is in terms of like how it inspires you uh, to use these pedals, right? In the different contexts. It depends on what you're going for. Like the Riff Broker song that I use one on is um, Nick has a song that totally reminds me of something that would have fallen off some girls by the stones. And I mean, there's, I think every song on that has a face shifter on there. So I'm like, let me try that. Face shifter, and sure enough, it sounds really great, and it fits, and it gives it kind of that vibe. So if, if something jumps out at me, 
I will, you know, I'll, I'll definitely go for it. And I had it off my board for the longest time. It's just like in the last three months where I put it back on. And then, you know, we're in the middle of a pandemic, so I haven't really had a chance to experiment with it. But I definitely, if I look at the last set list that we played, there's probably a couple songs in there where I would, I would like to hear it on. So, um, and I forget what your question was, but in recording, it's totally different because I just like, yeah, sometimes I'll be have like a drum loop going or something. And I'm just looking for something that kind of triggers an idea. So I'll start dicking around with a bunch of pedals and a lot of times like the phase shifter will trigger something so that will end up on there. Yeah, no, that's an answer to my question. Yeah, I was just curious oh, about how, how it was inspiring you to use it. Because like, what's funny about me is like, I'm playing through that thing. And now now all I want to do is play my guitar with the phaser on, you know what I mean? Okay. <laughs> it's like, so you can go overboard, right? But I want to try it on vocals, too, actually, like, just on some spacey vocals and stuff, too. It's, but it's subtle, but I think, yeah, I mean, they, they was all, all kinds of shit. Back yeah. In the day. Yeah. And I guess just as you and I talk about normally about guitar playing and stuff i think it's just cool how it inspires you know different thought about guitar parts and like you're saying like some are better for single notes some are better for chords and that's that's kind of another thing to kind of parse out and and kind of an interesting thing to to get your mind going on too right it's like okay well this this one sounds better for this application this one sounds better for this application and and again for me it, I, I i just love the fact that it kind of forces me to play differently and think about it differently so, I mean, the the effect came about, I believe, by people trying to get that, like, Hammond organ Leslie sound. And, you know, and there's the Univibe, too, which is a phase shifter with some chorus on it. So that's one thing you could try. You have a, that chorus pedal. You could kind of throw that in there, too. And, it, it'll, you know, just it adds, like, a, just a little bit of sh liquid shimmer on top of everything. So Univibe pedals are great. I mean, yeah, it's been a long time since I played an original, but um, even that... Dan Electro Chicken Salad, that cheap little pedal, is a really good sounding like vibe sound. A lot of these phasers use different ways of getting their phasers. For like the variable resistor, they'll use different things. Like I, I think the um, small stone is an OTA for the variable resistor, and the um, MXR is the JFET, and the Univibe is like the lick, the light where it has a little light bulb that kind of varies the resistance. So they're all a little bit different technology-wise. So that's why, I mean, that just means you, you should collect them all. <laughs> I think that's good advice, yeah. I, that's another cool thing about all these different pedals. I, I was doing research on like all like newer phaser pedals, older phaser pedals, and it, it is kind of interesting how there's such a spectrum, right, for one kind of effect, you know, but... Yeah, I mean, I went down that rabbit hole, and and I mean, I'm still going to be in that rabbit hole for a while. I'll probably get a few more phasers, but um, yeah, I I just dig it. And like you said, there's so many songs that if you if you just listen to a bunch of songs, you'll hear it. Some some are used as as, as foundation. Like Eddie Van Halen used it all the time. That phase ninety on his that was his sound, right? That breathing sound and stuff. And like you said too, I thought it was cool too that I really didn't think about it, but yeah, Waylon Jennings used it a lot too for his kind of music, which is interesting, but he was a maverick, so. It was a big deal. I mean, PV had it built into some of their amps, and they were like, you know, country amps. They were kind of like served the, the country community. And there was, I forget the model amp, it has a phase shifter right on board. And I forget what that circuit is. It was a good sounding phaser. I heard one once, but 
Uh, Music Man amplifiers, they had a phase shifter on board in one of their model amps, too. I mean, they thought it was going to be like reverb or something, you know, or, you know, just stick it on the amp. Everybody wants one. So it never quite took off like that, but it was a popular effect. I think that's interesting. I never knew that. I didn't know that, that, that like, the phase was built into some of those PV and Music Man. But isn't that interesting, like, how, like, reverb became... Uh, a thing like built into amplifiers i wonder i don't know anyway that's a tangent but that's interesting i didn't know that and phase shifter for a while and i'm you know a fuzz is you know overdrive and fuzz was built into some of them but yeah no there's a few amps out there that have it there's a gibson amp the, the sg series i think which was by gibson has a phase shifter in it I wish I, I need to research this now because I want to find out what circuit they used in that PV. I, it may have been a small cylinder. It may have been one of the more weird phase shifters, but it was a really good sounding phase shifter. I don't know if it was on the Pacer or I don't know. I'm going to have to look it we'll up. Do, that's so cool. Yeah. Now I want to research that too. I even have to get one of those. <laughs> well, we have to, you have to collect them all pretty much. Just out of curiosity, what are some of your favorite guitar parts that have phase in them? You don't have oh. to list a ton, but I know you're. I know the Alex Lifeson stuff is super yeah, dear to you, a, and that was my introduction to it. So that'll always have a warm spot. Some of the things that you know off the beaten track, I love. Uh, I mentioned the Clash record. Those Clash records that have phase shifters on it's really cool rhythmic element. There was a um, a band in the '90s, like sort of an alternative country band called Whiskey Town, and their their big record from back then is called Strangers Almanac. And the guitar player on there used a phase shifter to great effect. There's some Curtis Mayfield, I think, that has really great phaser sounds. It's all, I'm looking at my record collection here. I'm sure it's, it's all over stuff. But, I mean, I just hear it on a record and it puts it back in my mind. It's like, oh, it reminds me I need to, like, work phaser into more stuff. Yeah, me too. I dig the big star use of phaser, which is oh, super cool. Yeah. And um, the Rush stuff, of course. Um, and the david gilmore stuff that's super cool that, that's another thing that kind of inspires me to do is go listen to more music from that time period or just in general and then be reminded of where it is and also like you were saying too i hearing it used in some of the funk stuff it's it's used almost as a wow yeah the color switch on the small stone is good for that that's what that little switch you're talking about where you're kind of saying set the level it's a feedback it adds a little bit of feedback into the circuit and it gives it that more of that swooshy sound and if you turn it in the up position and do rhythmic stuff, it'll get that almost like Ottawa kind of sound. It's really kind of funky. Yeah, that's another thing I didn't really think of until I started messing around with this, and then and then re- recollecting uh, guitar sounds. Going, oh yeah, this is a this is a phaser. But you know, when I heard it initially, I, I just thought it was maybe it's like an Ottawa or something or some other effect. But yeah, it's right on, man. We suggest to all of you people out there to buy phasers, the phaser of your choice. And listen to more music and, and seek out the phaser sounds and be inspired by them. Don't you think, Chris? Oh, yeah. You can't go wrong with a phaser. <laughs> if you don't like it, send it to me. Yeah. Yeah. If you don't like your phasers, uh, we'll we'll post an address, the P.O. Box, where you can send us all your the gear that you don't like so that we can add it to our collection and have massive pedal boards. Yeah. Um, the phaser is a cool effect. Um, hopefully, it'll inspire you to play your guitar more and experiment more. Um, I know it has for me, even though I'm late to the party, which is my trademark. But yeah, any other parting thoughts, Chris? None at this time. 
but I'll keep you posted. <laughs> cool. Well, as always, thanks for listening. Uh, check us out on social media. Chris and Rick Talk Guitars. We're on Spotify, uh, Apple Podcasts, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Seek us out. Connect with us. Uh, we totally dig when you guys send us email. It's really cool. We've got T-shirts. So anyway, until next time, Chris and Rick Talk Guitars. Goodbye. Bye.